Welcome to PEV Lane, the show all about PEVs. My name is Hanson. And my name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A. And this week we have uh, another episode, I hope, that is very informational for everyone and helping with these summer rides that are coming up. Yeah, exactly. So what's going on this week? This week. So we'll start off with our segment this week. Um, we'll keep it short and simple, I think. Uh, one of the most exciting things is the GT update ongoing. People have them in their hands. They shipped it pretty quick, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see that people have their GTs already. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just to let everyone know that is riding a new GT, uh, there was one small issue that yes. we've seen we've seen posted it's here and there. It's funny, though. <laughs> it's funny, and, uh, you know, it's I'm sure it'll be resolved just via, like, a firmware update or something. Uh, but some, uh, some, fe- some people are experiencing ghosting, which is when, like, you're trying to dismount the one wheel and... Uh, it just continues on. I'll throw a video yeah, down yeah. here. We'll throw a video on uh, there. Hopefully of it happening. See it happen. It's funny to watch, but it's yeah. like really unfortunate. It's just like when the one wheel stays on. Yeah, it stays on and you're off of it and it yeah. keeps going. <laughs> yeah, so that's so a thing. Just be careful when you're dismounting. Make sure you feel the motor click off. Yeah. You, know, you do that classic uh, heel or toe raise uh, or just if you're just jumping off, that's where your risk, I think, is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, make sure your motor turns off if you've got one of the new GTs and otherwise, you know, float on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are good and exciting to see. Uh, next item of business we have is kind of like a season update. Things are kind of changing seasonally here up in the north. Uh, up with and the exception of today. With the exception of today, where it's snowing, but <laughs> uh, seasons changing a little bit. We have like a St. Patty's Day ride. Somebody's organized already, so uh, people are getting out there and riding. So if you're looking to ride and you're more of a person who's looking for that warmer weather, your time is coming. March 17th, let's go. Yeah, on St. Patty's Day. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how it is. So weather's starting to change. It's getting more comfortable for those seasonal riders. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is I think we just want to say thank you. Uh, we had some more views on our last uh, couple episodes, and we're just getting some more traction, and people are enjoying and, and giving us some input, which we are hopefully going to give back to and uh, and respond to as well. So subscribe and like and everything at the beginning here. Uh, you could drop it down below and, and just follow us some more. We're really appreciating that love. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for everyone for listening and tuning in. And uh, like Brett said, hit the like button. Hit subscribe if you want to see more content. We're still posting these every week, every Tuesday. Yeah, every week. And uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's I'm jump having, into I'm it. I'm having a great time. So uh, yeah. let's end off with a question that I think is related to the topic today. Yeah, so we want to ask you guys, everyone that's listening, um, as before we jump into the topic, let us know down below in the comments, uh, what is your favorite or PEV of choice uh, when you're going on those long distance rides? Yeah, so if you're going on a long distance ride, you know you're going to be gone all day, maybe even two days. Uh, <laughs> what's your PV choice if it's what you have now or if it's what you dream you could have for these rides? Yeah, exactly. So if it's something that you're aspiring to get, let us know or yeah, let us know what you're using currently for yeah. those long rides. Yeah, and jumping right into it, I, I take what I've got. <laughs> I mean, whatever I've got, that, that works for me. So I'm just going to name off what I've got. Um, but there's some other machines out there that are more suited for long-range riding. And I know me personally, jumping right into it is is long-range riding was my thing and still kind of is my thing. I love it. Nice. Yeah, I, I've only done a little bit of long-range rides. I know I've done a few with you, like the Niagara ride that we talked about previously mm-hmm. and uh, some rides up north, uh, you know, draining the battery from 100 to zero with maybe like one charge in between. Uh, I personally love a a seated device. So whether it's an Mm. e-bike or a motorcycle, 
electric or yeah, not. Because you're out there all day, right? Because <laughs> you're doing a day. Yeah, I'm doing a day trip. And, you know, charging is a huge concern when it comes to PEVs still for yeah. long distance rides. So yeah. very much, you know, I see it all the time. Like, oh, how many charge ports does that have? What amp can it charge at? What does it come with as a stock charger? Uh, so for me, I like those seated devices, whether it's a bike you can bring a spare battery, toss in the spare battery, and the range tends to be longer yeah. than some other PVs. Um, yeah. I know scooters have really long. But yeah, so for me personally, seated. Uh, I like the bike bicycles. Uh, I'm not, I know I've said it before, I'm not a big seated rider when it comes to EUCs. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, I ride an EUC, but for me, it's not a long range, super long range device. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot you got to think about when you're doing a long range ride. So just to kind of break things up and we'll start off with one smaller type of section. I think there's there's a lot of prep work that has to be done at home and not just like on your actual device or your PV itself, but like just going online and loading your brain with information. And then there's also like what's to pack in your bag. So uh, I don't know what interests you more when it comes to a longer range ride, like what you've got to learn or what you've got to pack. Uh, I like the learning part and the prep, uh, especially like planning routes yes. and looking at trail maps if you're doing off-roading or, you know, going on Google Street View to like check out what conditions you're ex- you're going to have on the road that you're taking if you're going yeah. out of the city. Yeah, yeah. So I all agree. that prep stuff. Yeah, I love Google Maps. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. Yes. We could talk about that because like if you're planning to do anything the first thing i do is even when i get bored and i'm looking for something to do like for a ride i'll go to google maps definitely and you look at the street view you try to see the condition and then from there you try to find like outlets and other things too so there's a lot of things you've got to learn but i use google maps for that shout out to the gta charge map yeah i start i I just collectively made a google map and it just people love it and it's been useful for people so i'm so happy that worked out yeah for those who don't know we have a like a shared public map that brett created that everyone contributes to and it just has pins dropped of like public charge spots. There's hundreds on there hundreds now. Hundreds. And if you log into Quebec, it. Quebec, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, there's they're all over Sudbury because yep. of Av. Yep. Uh, there's, they're all over the place. And um, yeah, if you load it in, it might take a little while, like five minutes to load. <laughs> a lot of points. There's a there. lot of points on there. So I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a while. It probably needs a little bit of an upgrade, but uh, there's a lot of points on there. Yeah, yeah, so that's useful. And in the line of Google Maps too, you mentioned uh, Street View. I also really love uh, switching, I forget what they call it, but the layers and enabling the bicycle yes, view as that well is as trails. Thing. Yeah, you get the green lines of all the bike trails, especially if you're off-roading. Yeah. It'll show you where there's actual trails. Yeah, so that's a very useful tip because when you're looking to not be on a road and you want to mainly, like, you're just looking for a fun ride, you want to go slower all day or you just want to be more scenic, you don't want to be worried about cars the whole time, you're looking for those trails. Yeah, right? you're not going to go for the shortest route mm-hmm. when you're doing a long-distance ride. Yeah, oftentimes uh, it's way better not yeah, to. Yeah, like for me, if I'm planning like say the by car, it's a 30 kilometer ride by EUC or PV, I'm going to choose a longer distance that goes maybe out of the way a bit to mm-hmm. to find those bicycle trails or like the sh- the more calm streets or you, where you have more freedom to yourself. Yeah, but even better on the contrary too, you could even find a way that is quicker or more direct than the car path. Yeah, you can sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. there's some bike trails that actually cut in. Like because often the highway is faster, but it goes way further. Yeah, so than say, like a direct say route. it's more of like a grid system. 
and all these roads are following, you know, in squares, you have a bike trail that goes in on an angle that could save you so much. Yes. And oftentimes you will never see that until you go on Google Maps, you put on the bicycle layer and then you see that green line. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's that makes me think of the hydro corridor. Yeah. Uh, the east. Finch. Yeah, there's, there's Finch going east out to Scarborough. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's that long hydro corridor, which is like where the power lines go. And it's just a bike lane that runs at a diagonal across it, like it's not just straight too like it goes yeah. the corridor is is quite large like probably half a kilometer wide even yes the width of it yeah, yeah so you get like it these... goes the right side of it and then goes over to the left side of it and there's some mm -hmm. valleys and hills it's pretty interesting yeah, yeah way nicer than like going on the road and then going going mm -hmm. east and then north or something just yeah go... but that's all in discovering in google maps and um another thing you really need to look into of course when you're doing these long range rides is charging this might be a little bit of a longer topic, but um, it depends on who you're going with, what type of devices you'll have, and like how many people. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, right, because when I organize my rides, that's a big thing. Because especially like, North America, where we only have one twenty volt outlets, and they can be a lot of the time they're not twenty overloaded. Amp. Yeah, exactly. a lot of the time they're fifteen amps, and yeah, and there's only so many that are on the same breaker, and where you know where we charge we often don't know you know where the breaker room is or how many are on that same breaker so when you do long range rides i'm looking for big buildings community centers we've shorted out a school when they were off season in the summer like that's not really cool um so we try to find like some better options that that work but like public places public facilities yeah like, with stuff reopening too, even like restaurants and stuff mm -hmm. i know they've been kind to you know you have your lunch planned and then you you can charge something. for a couple hours yeah yeah, and it makes things so much easier. And that's the way we used to do it too. You sit down at the patio, you all get drinks and, and food and stuff and you charge up for a little bit. Exactly. You know, we didn't go far back then, so it wasn't big of a deal. But these long range rides, I don't suggest drinking. <laughs> but if there's a chance to sit down and have something to eat and charge, then that's that's a great option, right? But you're always looking for these public spaces and stuff. And you could find those on Google Maps uh, using even just like that search shop, the search option. So Yeah, and so in terms of prepping... Um with Google Maps, I think it's a useful tool also figuring out your time because if you're doing a long range ride, you want to know when you're leaving, how long you're going to be gone, accounting for charging as well, mm -hmm. right? So you need so, to be familiar with your PV, how far you can go, how yeah. long it takes to charge. And there's a lot of stats you could look up too. Like if you use an EUC or something that has an app that gives you an average uh, an average speed, you could work that out, like use your basic math skills and how long you're going kilometers per hour, right? Say you're going, you know, 30 kilometers away and you're going 30 kilometers On an hour average, yep it'll take you about an hour right and then you just work in that charging time how much you need give yourself an extra 15 minutes on either end of that because anything could happen yes and i've i've worked out my times pretty well that way but also using the bike um suggestion on the app yeah. you're usually a little bit faster than that but that's they the usually closest. account for 20 to 25 i think is yeah. what google does as the the speed mm -hmm. for and, a bicycle. But we can make it through intersections quicker exactly, and stuff too. Yeah. So usually I'm a little bit quicker than that. And it's not, and of course you can't get those estimates if you're driving a car because a car can't drive in a bike lane. Exactly. So you just do exactly. the best you can, right? Um, but that, when, especially when I searched it over all the way to Niagara, it wasn't far off the bike estimate when we did it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the charging just Bikes takes don't a have to more. charge either, right? So yeah, that's important to consider. Yeah, but going back to like you got to be aware uh, if you're hosting a longer ride of how many people you're going to have coming and how many outlets you're going to need, right? Um, just so people know here, um, in 
Canada and our Ontario, a lot of outlets, if they just look like the regular two slots and the one in the bottom, that's a 15 amp outlet. And then the one that has one of those two straight slots looks like a T. Oftentimes those are the 20 amp plugs and they can take a little bit more current. But um, you have to be really careful. You got to count uh, how many amps each of you are pulling and then if that place can take it. So when I'm planning, I got to make sure I'm planning in an area, maybe a bigger building that has maybe staff on site. You just beg them and be like, hey, sorry, we may have, you know, switched and that off. Please, for the love of God, learn how to calculate watts because you mentioned amps. So we have the 15 amps. Because mm-hmm, that's um, what we know. <laughs> yeah. And everything is the amps. But I know that um, the actual total wattage you can get from like a 15 amp circuit um if I'm not mistaken, can go close to like 1,800 to 2,000 watts. Um, but you need to account for uh, different voltage chargers. Uh, so what that means is if you have a, a five oh. a five amp charger for a Gotway, that's that 100 volts. 100 volts, okay. Right? The wattage that that charger is going to pull is essentially the amps multiplied by the volts. So around 500 watts, okay. five times 100. Okay. So you're around 500 watts. If you have like a scooter, uh, these PVs that are maybe 60 to 70 volts, ah. they're actually going to pull less wattage because it's, again, it's the volts times the amps. So if it's five times 70, or sorry, yeah, 70, so then you're going to be lower three to 400 watts. So what you're saying now is that same rule that we've applied this entire time with amps. Now that we have all these wheels that are, or at least we're talking EUCs right now, or at I am right now, um, that are over a hundred volts now. Yes. We're gonna have a we can't we can't be using that much it's anymore. We're gonna more. end up blowing exactly. So like uh, the new S twenty that's hundred and twenty six volts or something. The charger itself is around one hundred and twenty six volts at five amps. So it's actually gonna pull, you know, five times twenty five more. So an extra hundred watts over a five amp hundred volt so charger. Significantly more. Yeah. All right. So. so maybe if you could put that in a simple terms for people for what you did what you just said before it was voltage. Multiplied by the amps. Multiplied by amps will give you the, the total watts. The watts that you're pulling. That's what you have to be. So maybe I could put that on the screen here. Yeah, we'll do that. So it's simple conversion for people because we all just count amps right now, and it works. And it worked back in the boost because phase. everyone had around the same charger, so it did work exactly. Yeah, and they they were a lot less voltage. But exactly. now that we're getting into these bigger big or these bigger things, and EUCs are getting more popular, and they yep. have the biggest battery so far out of most. And I popular. see the mistake made with some scooter riders where they have like a fifty or sixty volt charger. And they're like, oh, it's six amps. I can have like six of these plugged in. And then they jump over to an EUC and they think, oh, I can have 600 volt chargers. But no, you can't. That's far more watts oh, wow, being yeah. pulled at 100 volts compared to 60 or 70 volts. The capacity is so much more. Exactly. Ooh. And now, like you said, with the new EUCs that are pushing that voltage higher and higher, and we are limited to only 120 volts uh, like per outlet in North America, right? So wow. pushing above that's going to be challenging for some of these chargers. That was an educational moment. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. So that's that's charging along the way. And that's kind of a crucial thing to keep in mind. And, and you got to do a lot of that work beforehand. And when you're there, be willing to compromise to the situation. Exactly. And 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 just hope that you pick the best place to be doing yeah. this. Right? Account for the time, right? Like if you if you realize you have six people, you may all have to charge at a slightly slower rate. So it'll take a little bit longer. Than if you were on your own and you cranked your charger to max and you just said, okay, let's go full speed. Yeah. So... Moving on a little bit, but staying on the topic, um, how I organize my rides too is if I'm doing a longer ride, like we'll talk about Niagara a lot, but just to relate to that, I try to get a lot done at the beginning, do a very long stretch to start, 
and then do a little bit of a top up to get people over 50, Short 60, break. 70, yep. give them a bit of a break. Then go for a longer stint that will get us close to, closer to zero, maybe yeah. 20%. Drain then it down. stay for a lunch or something. So it's on and off of these longer stints where we're starting at a higher voltage and the shorter stints starting at a the lower voltage. Yeah. And then when, you, when you're at that stop, you get up to 100 and you start that cycle again. And I find that kind of works, especially with people's bodies too. Like they take a long break and then do a longer ride, take a smaller break, do a shorter smaller ride, ride, and then you eventually will whittle out until you get a longer break again, right? Um, so that's how I kind of plan out where I'll stop. And then along that way, I'll say, okay, I need to be about 20, 30 kilometers. What's in that area? What building is there? What, what good charging is there? People are like, oh, why don't you charge here? I'm like, we'll have to go an extra five kilometers. You might get tired. Like there's a system behind this. There's a reason why I say that's because I'm like, I'm trying to look out for your legs and all that. And just to make it an enjoyable experience, not like this. Oh my gosh, we're doing, we're yeah. going so far. And everyone, well, everyone has a different definition of what long is. Mm -hmm. whether like you yeah your stamina or just like the pv you ride mm -hmm. you may say like oh that's a long ride because i'm gonna be at zero and i need to charge yeah and like i'm organizing my rides that way but a lot of people think of a long range ride is charge up go until you reach a low battery and then charge up again yes right you can do it that way you're gonna get really tired though <laughs> yeah especially with some of these bigger wheels that can go for much longer yeah, and they're not so. necessarily, like you said, a seated experience. Exactly. And if you're sitting on an EUC, it's a seated experience, but it's a different seated experience. Not as you, comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and these new suspension models will feel more comfortable, but it's still you're on a single wheel. You don't have a room to be moving around. And every Your legs action, can't be stretched out as easily. Yeah. Every action you do make is emphasized in the wheel. Exactly. Right? So, um, yeah, so that's how I kind of plan out exactly where I'll charge. Um and from there, it's just like, it's up to the people if they're down for it. And like, this is, if you're not completely, I gotta make sure. Sorry. Uh, if you are, if you're not completely down for this, but you really do want to try it, then I try to organize those rides to do it that way. Um, but yeah, you could try to do longer range rides the other way too. Um, but that's talking about Google Maps and charging and, and planning kind of that way. All right. So is there any last uh, items that you would consider also for the prep? of uh before a long ride i think one good thing to mention is like sketchy areas because like when you're organizing your your trip and you may be using google maps like we mentioned there may be a point between where you're starting and where your next checkpoint is and it looks great and you think it's fine um and then you look a little bit closer and it's like maybe a gravel path or something like that so you have to be aware of weather and and all of the things that may happen even the day before you go out to ride on the trail yeah, definitely. Like you said, the the weather is important because the ground may still be wet. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're riding purely off road, uh, you know it's kind of an unwritten rule in the mountain biking world that you could maybe stay off the trails for at least like 24 hours after it rained because you may be the guy that goes on the trail while it's still muddy and you know destroys the trail. And even asphalt could it still out. be wet. Yeah, exactly. Under shaded areas. Yep. Yeah, and that affects your traction and how you're riding and whatnot. But uh, definitely look at the weather mm -hmm. for the day you're going on your ride and also check how it was previously. Yeah. If you guys got a heavy rainfall, it's going to affect how your trails are, how any gravel areas are. Yeah, exactly. There's been a few times I can remember where we've shown up on a gravel trail and there's just massive water crossings that you, yeah. and you're you like, have to uh, carry it through or <laughs> okay, here we go. Go around backtrack. <laughs> but speaking of that, there are some like sketchy areas too, where if you don't go out and you check it out, you may run into construction. Like I know even we, we were out later today and we yes. were, we we're going somewhere and we're like, hold on, that's a very familiar path. 
bike path that's and there's not a the same <laughs> yeah we were going down bayview and we saw the new uh the kind of improvement that they're doing there or the detour for now yeah so now you have to go on the road so yeah like doing some recon ahead of time make sure that if you're doing it for the first time you know keep that in mind you may run into obstacles that yeah weren't there before so yeah so google maps trying. isn't perfect yeah exactly. <laughs> that's for sure and i noticed like a lot of the amateur group rides and stuff too where people are like oh i'm just gonna you know uh lead a group ride and i'm gonna do my research beforehand if you don't go out there and you check it out you might end up at an intersection where you can't go forward like you intended and you got to find your way around right and that happens a lot it's normal it happens um but the only way to get away from that is if you go out and you do a little recon right you go and you test the area and i like to do that a lot if i can if it's possible definitely yeah so um i think when you're thinking about beforehand and, and planning and stuff like that that covers a lot of it and just sketchy areas too yeah just make sure you're aware of that so once you've got your route planned and you've figured all that out mm -hmm. you got to pack your bags yeah and there's there's definitely a few things you want to keep in your bag one uh which I think is obvious is a charger. Bring your charger. Make sure there's enough room for that. Um, but when it comes to essentials, there's a couple of things we would cover, food and drink. Uh, and one is the water bottle. And I have a theory. Let's hear it. Um, it you bring a big water bottle. And I normally, this is personally what I do, is I keep it somewhat low or halfway or low or something, just enough where I can like take a drink on the way. And then when I get to wherever we're staying, hopefully or staying or charging um there's a place like a water fountain where you could fill it up use it like a cup but drink, drink something more. yeah bring something decent so it takes up a lot of room in your bag but it's dead weight it doesn't weigh a lot and then when you're out and about you could fill up a lot of water and get your intake that you need but you're not always carrying that weight yeah water's heavy definitely you need to bring it but like you said maybe consider how much you're bringing where you're stopping mm -hmm. if you're going all off-road and you know you're not gonna have access to water take a little more yeah if you're saying and you you know like hey this charge spot's perfect bring less water yeah, save on that weight yeah because that's the big thing i think we're talking and a lot of the stuff that we're packing in our bag just so we don't mention it again so you always try to pack them as light as you can so water isn't obvious don't bring a full water bottle as much as you think oh i need as much water as i can try to source your water if you can i mean we live in a great place where we could do that yes not everyone can so use that to your advantage i think yeah and along you know what else you can bring in your bag i think multi-tools tools yeah. in general well hold on food food okay let's talk about food yeah quick. let's talk about food um but i think with food uh, it's not anything crazy i like to bring a lot of junk food um but that's not necessarily the best thing to do you want to make yourself feel good and i think you've mentioned this before it's like you ride best when you feel best yeah exactly so i mean before you even go on the ride make sure you're eating something make yeah sure you're, you're leaving not... in the morning eat breakfast yeah don't go hungry uh, when you start the ride and then when you're bringing stuff in your backpack like you said even honestly junk food to some extent like a chocolate bar maybe like a protein bar those things are pretty good because you get that carb it's a good point instant you know you sugar get... to your body to your blood those snickers commercials or whatever yeah. <laughs> is it mars no it's snickers yeah when you get hungry yeah slow release carbs may not be as beneficial if you're on a long ride and you just need that energy and you want to be alert yeah so but that's a good point is all of that goes back to like being alert being aware being yes. just like non stay hydrated down. yeah and staying hydrated that's that's really really smart so you got to make sure that you do even if you don't bring it with you plan beforehand and just know beforehand that like oh yes i gotta do something for myself so food and water and you know next tools there's different yeah. types of tools lots of tools what, what kind of tools would you bring 
Um, I one thing that always stays in my bag is a multi-tool at all times. And like on a multi-tool, normally you have a couple screwdrivers. You have like a plier, maybe. Yeah. Um, like I've used that to take air stems and get like the the portable. You know, we'll, we'll mention that in a second. Um, the portable air pump on the wheel and stuff like that. So like a little multi-tool goes a really really long way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, obviously pumps. Yeah. You mentioned a portable air, pump. Portable air pump. Those are sweet. Yeah. So whether it's battery powered or manual, get one of those portable pumps. Because get a little electric powered one. Whether you or someone else, likely someone on the ride is going to have rubber and a tube. And you know how common it is that we hear, anyone have a pump? Yeah. All the time. And there's like, there's usually one or two people that actually do have a pump and bless them. Um, but even when I rode e-skate, I didn't always bring a pump with me but then i started bringing a pump because people yeah, would you're leading it. the rides right yeah i was yeah. like ah and then i started riding uc and i was alternating between them both like i do now and like um i would just bring the pump when i was riding e-skate too because people would need it and it goes a long way too like the one i bought it's got a little flashlight it's got a little usb drive there's like yeah there's a little charging bank on it which is another thing i always carry a little charging bank with me that could charge my phone like twice over yeah, that's a necessity as well. Keep that little charging bank with you for your phone, your headset. Everything we have is electric, right? Everything. Bluetooth headset, you yeah. got a headlight, you got little red lights, you the got horns. My horns, yeah. So like I saw these horns that are like legitimate car horns. I carry two on me, so I have to charge two of them. Mm -hmm. And I hook them up to one uh, remote and then it sounds like a car horn. If you're interested in those, let me know. I don't really shout them out, but here we are. <laughs> yep. um, but those go a long way and all those things take charge so i carry that that bank with me and then the cords that go along with it right because the the horns are usb-c and my my um headset or my headlight is micro usb yeah make sure you have the right cables yeah. to go along with everything like your charger my for phone? your don't forget a phone you never know yep. like if your phone goes down and then suddenly you're like oh maybe i want to go it's home now and take a different way yep it's gotta good. have your phone for gps or something like that right so that's that's very crucial to have that. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think lastly, along the lines of safety as well, is have someone ha should have a first aid kit. Uh, whether oh, yeah. you're in a group or whether you're solo, get one of those portable first aid kits and have it with you. That's you know? that's another thing, like the portable charger. Not everyone or portable charger, portable pump, air pump. Yes. Not everyone has one, but at least yeah. one or people normally do, and they're great. In and mine, I always keep like bandages, big and small. Keep some like gauze pads or something to clean up. Some yep. liquid, like a sir or not a syringe. Uh, what do you call that? Serum or antibacterial cream yeah. or something, or, or some like liquid where you could spray down an open wound mm -hmm. uh, and wipe it down. We have a, actually a couple doctors or medics in our group as well. When they ride with us, they always have it. Oh, it's the best. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm so happy you have all this with you and you're willing to share. <laughs> yeah. But that but goes a long way. I think everyone should own some sort of that because if you're riding solo, even, you know, keep it in your bag or mm -hmm. it's just a good safety mechanism. Um, and it, honestly, if you're doing a long ride, ride with someone. Yeah, going alone is a sketchy thing unless you're really experienced and you know yes. what you're doing. But yeah, I do mention that. And and on that topic too, I know personally my hands always get messed up when it gets cold and they crack open. I carry hand cream. Yeah, like good. Like I use some like some chapstick, some hand. Oh, cream. I use some like 1800 serum that it's got like zinc oxide in it, so it smells like really rancid, but it works. And my hands don't crack open, so I keep that with my first aid kit as well in there with some like polysporin stuff too, if you need it. Um, but that's kind of crucial, especially on the longer rides, because it's not like oh, just go home and clean up. You can't. You got to do it out there, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. I'm trying to think about my backpack personally. I've got my charger block i got all my cables i got my first aid kit all in there my multi-tool is in there but also uh one thing we didn't mention was layers 
Like if I know, especially when we went to Niagara, it'd be cold in the morning, warm in the afternoon, then it'd get cold at night too. So I'd have to wear a bunch of thin layers and be able to take them off and pack them, leave room in my bag. If there's wind, if there's any rain, you mm-hmm. need to consider all those things when you check the forecast because wind is going to both yeah. decrease your range if you're riding into the wind and also make you colder if it's not a warm day and you have that wind chill. That's a good point too. Like yeah. going back to planning, look at the weather and look at the wind and the wind direction. If the wind's going with you, it yep. can really do you a great service. And if you've got southern winds, like know nothing. they're warm. If you've got northern winds or eastern winds, know they're cold. Oh, that's a right? good point so too. South, so know your, southwest. <laughs> know your local uh, yeah. your local weather At least systems. for Toronto. Um, yeah. You know, we have... And a lot of us seasons. in North America deal with the jet yes. stream too. And it streams all over North. Yes. And in the South over across the border. So it yep. could happen to any of us uh, where we get a big like windstorm or something too, right? Yeah, it's been pretty windy the past few days here too. And that adds yes. a lot of wind chill. Yeah. Yes, it has been quite windy. <laughs> it's been quite busy. But um, I think that's that's really crucial is, is what you're planning in your mind and what, in, what you're planning in your bag uh, to bring along with you. Um, now, there's certain things you have to think about when you're doing something like a long range ride. Um, and we're not really talking about those other rides where you kind of stop off in the wilderness and you'd pack your bag differently. You'd pack your gear differently. But a lot of this is like when you leave the house and what's on your person, that's all you got. Right. So like what the prep work, the prep work you do beforehand goes a million miles when you're out and about. And if you haven't done that beforehand, you haven't done, you know, the Google map searching, any of the stuff we talked about. I I find that's a really big detriment. Yeah. I think all this prep is pretty much the most essential part when you're doing these long rides, because once you're out there, you just want to have fun. You don't want to have to think Mm -hmm. about, oh, did I forget this? Did I, you know, like if you have everything planned, it's going to be far more enjoyable and you can just enjoy the ride. Yeah, and you're not like, oh, are we going to be able to charge? Are we going to be able to stay warm? Or exactly, and that's why, like, one of the sketchiest things I do, but also one of the most fun things I do, is those recon missions where I go out and I check things out. Because it's like when I leave the house, I think I know I have everything with me. You're but, ready for a surprise, though. But once I go out there and I do it, and I end up doing it alone, but I've ridden many other places by myself, and I feel yeah. quite comfortable, so I do it. And you still plan it out. You know, like where you're gonna go. Oh, what I have a very checking. detailed plan of what I'm gonna do when I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the most sketchiest time when I'm out there, and that's when you really do find out. It's like, oh, I can't go this way. Oh, I should have brought, you know, two two extra protein bars because like by this point, like I just need it's a little longer something. than you thought. You're a little hungry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, you, I stopped to charge here, but there's no charge. Crap. I'm at 40 percent now. I got to find a charge near here just for me today to get back home. Not yeah. necessarily for this ride later. I might have to come back later to find even another charging place. True. Right. So there's there's a lot of things that that prep can go in a long way. And then when you get on the ride, it really shows like when you have those really good rides. We had a few led by some other people in the summer last year that they just thought it out or they've done it enough where it's like we know this works and they just know what they're doing. And there's just like more social time, more more just like hanging out more like seeing the sights. And like when you're riding there and you say it's a scenic ride, it is a scenic ride. You enjoy it, not just like looking down like, oh. I'm beeping. I have 20%. Or like you're on a bike or something, you're like having to pedal harder. Your motor turns off and you're just pedaling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, uh, guys, guys, I'm sweating back here. This has become an acoustic bike. It's yeah. no longer an e-bike. So uh, uh, The benefit of that, though, I mean, any other yeah. thing. Hey, man. <laughs> walking. <laughs> That's why I praise e-bikes. I think like the pedal assist is awesome because if you've had to, ever had to walk an EUC or carry an EUC, the weight plus like if there's tilt back and you're trying to walk it, 
no one, no one, no one enjoys that. And shout out to Marty, I, <laughs> the the overheat hill stress test that he does on YouTube with different PVs and mostly EUCs is, you know, he always mentions that like if you if we blow up this wheel, you're carrying it back down, and it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he uh, mentions it. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point, and uh, it's those are the things you have to deal with too. When you're on a long range ride, you'll you'll see for the first time someone with aggressive tilt back. You may have never seen that before, but it's not until like you really deplete that battery that you see those things, and, yep. and mishaps do happen along the way, right? Like long range riding, I think this is a good maybe five minutes here. Um, things happen. Things definitely happen. Even though you've done all your prep work and everything in the end, who knows? Like, say you only have five people come out, you're all riding together, and then one person goes down and actually, like, severely hurts themselves. That's pretty much the end of your day. Like, you're not doing anything else. You're like, if you're a nice person, you're staying there helping that person. Yeah, the ride's ended, but if you've prepared for the situation... And hopefully you can help that person and make it less painful of an experience. Do an assessment, make <laughs> sure that yeah, it's less painful for them, and that you know they get to safety. Yeah, um, it's important. Yeah, so it's like it doesn't matter at the end of the day how much prep work you've done if things start to go awry. It's a matter of can you hold this together at that point too. So it's really good to do your prep work. It does go a long way, but again anything could happen especially in this world too like i think we were just talking yesterday we're like oh another pv's come out and oh and we maybe even talking about the gt issue that we mentioned in this week about how it kind of runs away and you're like oh another issue and i'm like yeah but are we noticing a trend here where most pvs no matter what it is there's going to be initial issues so yeah anything could happen right? yeah definitely nothing's perfect right at the door it's, it seems with the most of the pvs uh it's a new technology so you know yeah, they do their best, and you know you don't. Sometimes you have a perfect device, and sometimes you have small issues that you have to keep in mind, and all that comes into play when you're preparing when you're doing these rides. So yeah, and to uh, round it all off, I mean, you gotta you gotta finish your ride. You gotta have a way to, to to kind of close it off. And a lot of time, these long range rides, there's two ways of doing it. You could be going so far that you decide to do a halfway turnaround, and that makes a really long ride, or um, which you've done that on a Niagara ride, which yep. our Niagara ride ended up going the whole way and we took a train the whole way back too. So you got to think about your return and how yes, that's going to happen. For sure. Do you want a hotel? Do you want to ride back the next day and make it a two day excursion? Like I mentioned right at the very beginning, maybe it's two days. Maybe it's a camping trip. Yeah, exactly. Right. Plan so it out. like, are you with type of people who would just prefer to have a hotel and the amenities or like, are you with the adventure type who like, oh, let's pitch tents. Let's grab a two, four beers. Set and, up a hammock or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> charge up overnight, have some beers, wake up the next morning, go out and ride the whole way back. You know, like that could be, I mean, the hangover might be <laughs> a little rough riding back, but, um, but there's so many options you could do with long range riding. That isn't just like the Friday night sunset cruise. We're going to go out and we're just going to release. It's more of an excursion like you're camping. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, everyone that's been listening, you take one or more of the points away that we've mentioned and it helps you plan for those long rides. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's something that you hadn't thought about that now you'll consider. Um, hopefully it's been informative. Uh, yeah, and if there's anything that we missed yeah. um, that you're like, you're sitting there the whole time, you're like, mention this. That um, happened in a few of our other episodes. Yes, and I'm so happy it. they commented because I'm like, yes. So now we're planning to to do a volume two of an of a last episode. Yeah, like I'll and, mention one. I, I remember people mentioning gloves when we were talking about riding gear. And I was like. We didn't mention it right away. So. Yeah, there, but there's so much to mention. So uh, yeah. we're so happy we get to go back and we have this solid, like, you should have mentioned this. Okay, we will mention this. Uh, so thank you. So if there's anything in this episode that you were like, oh, man, you should have mentioned this. 
let us know in the comment section down below after you subscribe if you haven't because that goes a long way. It lets you know when we post, which is Tuesdays at 8 o'clock in the morning. So um, yeah, let's... so everyone gets it for work and everything like that if they want it. Podcast style, Spotify, whatever. Yeah, that's great. So let us know and uh, let's move on to the Instagram shoutouts. Yeah, so keeping on the topic of social media and all that stuff, um, our Instagram, I think... One thing that popped out this week, and I, we try to keep these relevant, right? Um, there was one live stream that happened last week, and that happens a lot in the EUC world. Um, and it was a new live stream, and it was True to One, which we talked about before with Wheelie Dope. Uh, and they're really cool. So we were on there on the under the PV Lane account and commenting, and they had some great things to say. So I just want to shout out uh, the two headliners for, for True to One, which we've come to learn more about. They aren't just one company, a conglomerate. Yeah, it's a really cool group of people that are yeah. working together in the pv space so yeah who so are we shouting out specifically from true to one this week those people are august hill and well let's start off with august hill he's he's ridden for a long time in new york city he's a new york city rider he's really experienced i think he's riding a lot of um let's check this one right here yeah so this is him with the other person we're going to talk about electric airbender um august hills from new york city though and electric airbender is not from new york at all he mentioned in his live stream i should know this um, but he lives out of New York State. Maybe it's North Carolina. I don't remember, and I will should verify that with a little asterisk or something. Um, but that's why we're showing them out. It's people we want to know more about. Um, so they're part of True to One. August still has been riding for a very long time. Monster Pro, I think, is what he rides. And I th- very nice. I think that's what Electric Airbender rides as well. It's New York, so, you know, fast wheel makes sense. Yeah, so they've got, uh, they ride with a bunch of people and they represent, well, not necessarily represent, but shout out and help get content out for other people. And they're yeah. just, they're doing some great things over there. So if you don't know who August Hill is, definitely need to check him out. And if you don't know who Electric Airbender, who actually has only been riding for over a year. Oh, uh, very cool. Which is really cool. New uh, rider. Yeah, check him out. But he's he's big in the space already, so it's really cool to see that. But yeah, true to one, and they're uh, they're doing some great stuff over there too, and they have the really cool seats. Those are made by EUC Detroit. Little mini shout out, um, really cool looking seats. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, check their Instagram out, and uh, thank you all for yeah. If like we mentioned, here. like we mentioned, if there was anything that that you think we missed, we'll we'll be happy. Like we said, we're gonna do another version of another episode. So let us know. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for subscribing and liking, and we noticed all the new uh, the new activity recently, so we deeply and greatly appreciate that. See you guys next time on PV Line. Yeah, peace out. Peace.